This is the Well, Well, Well podcast with Cassandra and Britt, episode 77, how to have the holidays you really want. Well, 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 welcome to season two of the podcast. We can't think of anything better than conversations with our friends about all the wellness. Let's chat about what the gurus are saying and enjoy a bev while we're at it. We aren't experts, but we are your friends and we are here with you. We are so glad you joined us. Oh my goodness, we are so excited about this episode. Yeah, because we have the holidays coming in hot. Yeah, and so many of you have loved our holiday prep episodes in the past. And so if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those, including our Mother's Day one. You might not think that this applies, Mother's Day, in November, December, but it does. And so we have two or three episodes on holiday prep. And we would say go back and listen to those too. They have really good stuff. But today we're taking a little bit of a different twist on how to prepare for the holidays. Yes. And maybe you don't want to dig into the archives. You're like, just tell me now. Just give me some stuff right now. At the top of the list, here's the episode. It's for this year's holidays. It's our most current info. Let's hit it. Okay. So this is what we want to talk to you guys about. Keeping it super simple. We are going to give you... The four G's. The four G's. We might have to stretch a little bit to make one of them work with a G, but trust me, it's... But it's not beneath us to stretch. No, we will stretch. We will stretch. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to give you two of the G's today, and then we're going to give you the other two a different way. In order to get the other two G's, you will go to our website, which will be linked through our Instagram, if that's how you usually find us. So you can just go on Instagram or you can go through our website. Either way, you'll be able to find it. The well, well, well pod the, dot com. Yep. The well, well, well pod dot com or our Instagram, well, yep. well, well podcast. And you'll be able to click and easily get this download, this free download, no cost, of course. We just wanted to have you get it through this other portal. We're kind of, we're going to kind of try something there. And so go with us on it. Because we think you'll love this other little part. So head on over, get the other two parts. They will be available as soon as this episode is out. And what you will get is you will put your email address and we will send you a link to a video of Brit and I delivering the last two G's for you that are really, we really feel strong and they're going to help you have a more powerful, pleasant holiday season. Yeah, pleasant. That's a great word. Here's what we're drinking today, guys you haven't heard us talk about our Trenty Talk Ugh. episode or if you, haven't, if you haven't listened to that one, this is really the truth is that we've kind of only been drinking this lately. It's true. We promise to get more variety here for the holidays because, you know, we love a holiday Bev, but really we've been just so hooked on this that the Unamate, I will say this, I ordered the citrus mint flavor to change it up for the Ooh, Unamate. okay. And? I like the lemon ginger one better. So... Any of you listening who are ordering, if you like ginger, I recommend the lemon ginger. If you think citrus mint tickles your fancy, well, by all means, try it. I feel like a citrus mint would tickle my fancy. That's so so sad. I I know. I don't know what it is. It's not as good to me. You know what? I'm going to talk to Trenty Talk about it. Yeah. Talk to him about that. Also, they have the matcha packets. Have you tried those yet? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love combining the citrus mint matcha with... No, citrus mint yuta mate with, with the matcha. 
Oh, that's a really good okay, combo. Okay, I think you need to do another video of making the matcha too with your cool matcha brush and everything. I mean, I think I did one recently. You did? I feel like maybe you've missed it. Could you go look Was at it our the purple feet? one? Yeah, the purple one. Oh. <laughs> I've done it kind of recently. I love that. But what we're talking about is not making a matcha like that. We're talking about one of those packets that you rip off the top and you just pour it yes, in. Yes, so go. easy, so easy. So. I just I just love the ritual of making a Bev. Yes, but you don't have to have the matcha whisk to exactly. do this one. Anyway, that's okay, our Bev. Okay, so that's our Bev. And we are going to be moving right along into gratitude. But Britt and I kind of started thinking about gratitude recently from a little bit of a different place. We've talked tons about gratitude as far as creating a daily practice of gratitude and how important that is and how science has all the stuff to back up how important that is. And um, just like having a grateful heart and things like that. We've talked about that. And this is just like a, a little different spin on it. Yeah, it's still that same concept, but just adding a little to it. We were thinking about how sometimes when you are grateful for something, it's really good to have awareness of how how abundant your life is and how great you have it and all of that. But sometimes it comes sandwiched with viewing other people's circumstance as less fortunate. And that's how we are considering ours so fortunate. And that might be true for you, for sure. Um, but it's also good for us to just kind of acknowledge that it doesn't have to be, in order to be grateful for something, it doesn't have to be a judgment against something else. Right. So ideally what we want is to have gratitude, but from like a cleaner place. We want to like our reasons for having gratitude. Yeah. So like if you're grateful for something because it's better than somebody else, then that kind of limits your opportunity for gratitude in a sense, if you think about it, because then you have to have it better than in order to be grateful. And there is always going to be somebody. I mean, this is something my mom told me since I was really young. Like there will always be somebody who has it better and always be somebody who has it worse than you. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, that's a hamster wheel. If you're trying to like get to the top, right. Or if you're trying to consider yourself on the bottom, Mm -hmm. chances are somebody has it worse. Chances are somebody has it better. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even need to do that measuring in order to find gratitude. Right. And so we're just saying like we maybe are practicing gratitude, but we just want to like clean it up and hone in on it and make sure that we aren't coupling our gratitude with judgment and comparison. Right. Totally. And of course, like, again, we're not saying don't be aware of the realities of the world and people who are truly struggling, of course, be aware of that and be grateful that that we're not dealing with those circumstances, but don't use it to judge others, period. Because honestly, even, even if we think we might have it better than somebody else, that's almost assuming that they aren't happy with what they have and right. they just might be. Yeah. And, um, you know, so many of us have been in a situation where you are in a place where somebody has less than you and they are the most grateful, happiest people. Yes. And so if it were true that you had to have it better to be grateful for something, then it really puts you in a disempowering position of gratitude. Because when your life ebbs and flows and has peaks and valleys, when you're in the valley, then... How do you have gratitude there if you've always only considered gratitude 
when you were in the peak. Yeah, I think kind of what we're saying is like, it shouldn't be coupled with pity or like... Oh, what's worse than that? Right? So that's just good for us to kind of check in and be like, okay, am I grateful? Is my gratitude coupled with pity or judgment? If it is, let's clean it up. And if it's not, then boy, oh boy, we're good. We're set. We're on track. (laughs) And I think where I see it happen a lot for me, at least, is like when I'm kind of teaching my kids about gratitude. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you kind of like, you know, we grew up in the era of like, you need to be grateful for your food. There's like starving kids around the world, right? Which is true. Which is true. And, And I like the idea that that brings an awareness to our families and to our children of what is going on in the world. Yeah. But we don't want to use it to then elevate why we're grateful for something. Yeah. And I think the truth is, is that as Cassandra and I have been learning so much about the neutrality of circumstances, meaning that whatever your circumstance is, it really isn't good or bad until you have a thought about it. It's kind of that message, right? Like we don't really know if other people's circumstances are good or bad. That's kind of for them to know. But what we do, what we can decide for ourselves, no matter what is happening in our life or where we're at, or if it's better or worse than last year, or, you know, if this year looks completely different than our holidays have in the past, like there is always an opportunity for gratitude. Yeah. So it could bring up maybe the loss of somebody you love, or maybe, um, some dissatisfaction in relationships that you currently have. And so I think we can all agree that the holidays can bring up many things for us. Yes. Good and bad. Yes. Good and bad. And so if, so here are a few quick things that gratitude might look like. Gratitude might look like, I am so grateful that I have people to spend my day with today. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that we're all showing up where we're at and willing to gather. And I'm grateful for the means. I mean, we could really get like down to the nitty gritty of like, of course, we're so grateful that we even have the means to celebrate a holiday that we have the ability to travel, that we have the ability to, I mean, especially in wake of the past several Mm -hmm. years with COVID, like togetherness is, has a, carries a whole new vibe, right? Like it's just different. Yep. Sometimes some of us were really grateful for the, uh, inability to gather (laughs) during the holidays like oh darn you mean we can't all get together (laughs) ah shucks aunt louise i'm not gonna be able to make it for your jello salad oh man but here we are gathering now enjoying the jello salad you know (laughs) are we grateful can we find a place of gratitude there so that's definitely just when we're looking for the things to be grateful for, when we're coming from a place of abundance and recognizing that no matter what, we always have things to be grateful for, it does just set a different tone. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the holidays and it's like what we talk about around the holidays and it's just a time of reflection as you wrap up the year and to include gratitude in that reflection, I think is always very helpful. Okay. So just to give you like a quick example of what we mean, it is like, I am so grateful for the beautiful variety of food I have because they help my body. Yeah. As opposed to, I am so grateful for that food I have because some people don't have food. Right. There are people starving in the world. Yeah. We're so lucky. Instead, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so nourishing. This is such amazing food. I am so grateful for this abundance. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's not like there's anything wrong with the other, but somehow like, somehow the other kind of carries this note of like, oh, 
Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Along with the like, oh, I'm so grateful is like a pity, like we said. So, so hopefully that makes sense to you guys and you can kind of take a look at that. Um, that's one. And then the second one we want to talk to you guys about is grace. Grace is just one of my favorite words. I know. Me too. And I feel like grace is one of those things where the more I learn about it, the more I have to learn about it. Yeah. You know, like I think I kind of have like my finger on it and then it just gets deeper and richer. Yep. And so grace is actually something I really like to study. Yeah. And one of the things that sticks out to me about grace and one of the things we wanted to share with you guys is that our brains, because we're hardwired to look for problems and just like be on the lookout for things that are problematic, then it's easy to find problems with people and with how they behave, how they show up, how they act, how they decide to interact whether they did or didn't bring the item that they signed up for, for Thanksgiving. Son of a gun. (laughs) Whether or not they are choosing to speak to you the way you'd like to be spoken to, or if they have the attitude you imagined they should have. There comes all these shoulds and all this kind of stuff, right? When, When we're imagining interactions with people. But here's the truth. We also, you know, sometimes are disappointing people. I would say 90% of the time I'm disappointing someone. There's a chance that we are that same thing in somebody else's life. Yeah. And I can say for myself, like, I can see the things that I do. I'm sure there's a lot of things I'm not aware of, but there are some things I am aware of. And I have had plenty of phases of my life of just feeling like shame about it, like just being mortified. And it almost just makes you not want to show up. Right. Yeah. It really because what you're going to do then with that shame, as we know, is you're going to shut down. Yeah. Avoid, shut down, Mm -hmm. lash out. Like, yes. And so instead, it's two parts, right? One part is giving yourself some grace and giving yourself grace is such a tricky thing because I think sometimes people hear like, oh, so just you never do anything wrong. Like Mm -hmm. you don't ever have to own Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. That's not what grace is. No. Grace is, I own what I did here, and I'm sorry for it, and also I love me, and I've got me, and I don't think, like, something's wrong with me. Right, and I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up about it. Right, right. And, That's... and get myself into the pool of shame. And the reason we're bringing this up is because if you're able to offer that for yourself, like, some of you are going to be one way. You're going to have a really hard time doing that for yourself, You can do it for everybody else. You can give everybody else the benefit of the doubt, but you have a really hard time doing it for yourself. And then others of you might be the opposite. Mm -hmm. You're really good at giving yourself grace, but it's hard to give it to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably not as common. Like usually if you're good at giving it to yourself, you just naturally offer it to others more readily, right? Yeah. Well, I think because you have a clearer picture of what your actions are, how your actions or your words affect other people. Right. And so if you can kind of give yourself some grace, own your part, forgive yourself, love yourself anyway, you're going to be able to offer that to other people. And if we just kind of go into the holidays giving people grace, and we are by no means saying tolerate bad behavior. Right. Or be, you know, allow anybody to be harmed in any way. Um, But we are saying, like, recognize that everybody just wants to be loved and understood. Yep. 
I think that's like a little mantra that I say during the holidays is like everybody here wants to be loved and understood. And we also like, you know, we love to ask ourselves like some really good questions. And Britt has some really good questions about this. But one of them that I love that she says is, in what ways can I seek to love this person better? And in what ways can I seek to understand this person more? Yeah. And so if you just want to write those on your palm as you (laughs) head into the holidays. Right. Because here's the thing. Somebody's going to do something and it's going to bug you. And if instead of going straight to how they should be doing it different and what they're doing wrong, your brain goes to work on thinking like, huh, I would love to understand Mm -hmm. what's going on for them and why they did it. Like get curious, right? Get very curious. Getting curious on understanding them. And then also... If you feel like this is beyond comprehension, their behavior is beyond comprehension, I don't know that I can understand it, well then give your brain the job of going to work on like, how can I love them? How can I still find love I for them? I definitely can't understand them, but I might be able to love them. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and I think we're going to go into some more practical tips about how to apply this grace and gratitude in our second part that you can download now by going to our website. We are going to cover our last two G's, which is grounding and good laughs. Good laughs. <laughs> Those are our last two things. We definitely want to talk to you guys about grounding and good laughs. But for now, focus on these first two, gratitude and grace. Yes. And if you wanted to dive in deeper on these subjects because you think we're crazy and you know that Aunt Louise is crazy and she is doing things wrong, then go ahead and sign up for one of our free coaching calls and we can help coach you through it. Yep, we would love it. Perfect time to get coached right before the holidays, before all your big parties. Might as well just get your, you know, get your head cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we both need it. Chances are you guys do too. (laughs) Okay, be well. Thanks for being with us, guys. Be well.